Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today. And that leaves Nigel with all the bull again. <laughs> nope. I no. am very bearish. Uh, I was a little bullish. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. Yep. But now that the Fed reports out, we have some job reports out. I think that just gives every reason in the world for us to send it a little bit farther down. Well, you know, so the crazy thing is, is that a negative jobs report might um, have kind of an inverse effect on the markets. Mm-hmm. All right. It might actually send the, uh, the markets a little bit higher. Now, probably not right away. Okay. The ADP report, the last ADP report uh, showed that, that last uh, month the country added 208,000 new jobs um, and that the annual pay increase was up 7.8%. Which, if you think about what the Federal Reserve wants to do, that's, that's exactly a the opposite. bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, and people look at that and they go, oh, they're adding jobs and people are getting paid more? That's fantastic. No, that's well, horrible. That's, that's the exact opposite. Okay. <laughs> right. And so people that are actually following this, right, the, the more sophisticated investors, I'm not saying the professional investors, but those with a little bit more G2, would have seen that and said, oh, the Fed is going to look at that and, and they're going to keep raising rates. Yeah. And, and that's why... You know, that's why the um, positive jobs report wasn't really friendly to the market. No. <laughs> okay. Now, um, if we if we saw a negative jobs report, and we are seeing signs that we might see that in the future, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a lot of companies talking about laying people off. You were telling me about Intel, and I didn't see this story, but Intel yeah. was talking about not so much layoffs, but paying their people a lot less. Yeah, they were saying they were going to cut. I can't remember the exact number, but it was a pretty big number of cutting employee wages, yeah, some which billion. meant layoffs, but it was they didn't say an exact number of employees. They just said this was the amount we're going to save on employee costs. Yes. Same thing with Apple. Apple didn't announce how many layoffs they would potentially do. They just said we're going to stop the hiring right now. And there's yeah. there's been more, but I think you're going to see the bulk of the layoffs quarter one of 2023. Once this retail season is over, there's not as much of the sales going on and things like that. Quarter one of 2023, you're going to start seeing some of those companies say, hey, we got to start um, cutting back because we're not selling nearly as much as we were during Christmas time. Right. And this Christmas, it, you know, what we've seen lately in in the reports is that while the, the I don't know, food type market, right, the necessities market mm-hmm. has not seen a pullback. No. The higher revenues there. But it has also seen the highest um, amount of inflation. Well, you know what's really funny? Speaking of uh, pullbacks, uh, Walmart announced that they are going to slash prices back to 2019 prices. Hmm. Have we for really? What? Well, as for their for sales, Christmas. That's, the, that's their sale prices. <laughs> oh, the good. price yeah, that yeah. it was in 2019. That's the Black Friday sale. Yeah, and I was 2019 like, prices. What? <laughs> what a weird <laughs> ad to put out. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> well, hey, it might it might actually work. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe inflation has grown that much to where that's going to look like a really deep discount. <laughs> well, it probably will. Because the other report is, is on the retail side, right? Um, so the non-necessity side, they have seen some pretty strong pullback in that area. Mm-hmm. And that is being manifest in the supply side of things. Now, we've got a lot of, I don't know, we've got a lot to talk about when we talk about supply. <laughs> because we've got the reports from the retail side saying, hey, we've got a lot of capacity, but not a lot of stuff's being ordered. Mm-hmm. And that tells you how well the companies aren't doing right now. And that's going to show up in f- future quarterly reports, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But then on the other side, we see, um, we see other reports specifically around fuel. 
Have you seen the diesel uh, supply reports? I keep seeing strange reports saying that America is running out of diesel in X amount of days. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I don't, what's so, going on? So it's it's not that we're running out of diesel in X amount of days. Yeah, our, 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 our reserve levels are eating down very quickly. Ah. So we're not being resupplied with diesel fuel fast enough. We're going to have to start buying it from other countries, which is going to push up the price of fuel. Oh, great. Now, when diesel fuel goes up, guess what else goes up? Gas. Well, actually, everything else. Crude oil. (laughs) Well, because, um, you know, diesel is what delivers... Few, everything, everything everywhere. To yeah, everywhere. semi-trucks are all over the place. Right. How and do you think so, anybody gets anywhere? <laughs> so costs go up on the delivery side, on the logistics side, and that pushes prices up on the retail, on the food, on, on everything side. Well, and I used to drive a diesel truck, and I noticed that, I mean, not so much in Arizona, but definitely up in like Utah or Idaho or Washington, diesel's a dollar plus more a gallon. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that this is going to make that any better. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, in the U.S., we have the money to actually grab up what fuel is out there. We will get the fuel in when we need it. It's just going to come at a price. Yeah. All right. And it's going to come at the cost of, of, you know, those smaller, less well-to-do countries. They aren't going to be able to buy it. They're going to be priced out of the market Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it. Yeah. I know. Uh, so, th- so that said, but let's, let's get back really fast because we still need to talk a, a little bit about what happened, um, you know, during this fed announcement. Now, before the fed announcement, um, you saw headlines like this, the S and P could surge 10% in just one day. If the fed does these two things tomorrow <laughs> and they didn't do any of that, of course, of course but, they didn't, you know, but there was a lot of, of these headlines out and it was just very bullish. Yeah. Oh, of course the Fed is. And Morgan Stanley, you know, one of the analysts came out. Now, not any of the top analysts. Yeah. One of the no-name analysts yeah. came out and said, oh, yeah, the Fed is is certainly going to be slowing down their their pace. You know, they're, they're, they're seeing what's happening. And so we're going to slow down. We're expecting things to really jump over the, you know, we're going to see a strong Santa Claus rally. Yeah. Oh. Good, good luck. Well, of course it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. So then you've got to ask yourself, why are we seeing these large companies that should know better? Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't have the same information that I have. Yeah. And I would have never tried to put my neck on the line saying, oh, yeah, the Fed is going to slow down when none of their criteria from the Jackson Hole uh, Symposium has been met. Mm-hmm. I would never put my name on the line. Why were they willing to do it? Well, because they need more people keeping their money in the market so their business continues to make money. If the the Morgan Stanley, a lot of those big brokerage houses, they collect fees off of their clients' accounts. If they don't have money in those accounts, they have nothing to collect fees off of. And yeah. if people are pulling their money out, well, when the market hits the bottom and starts climbing back up, it's going to be a lot harder to convince those people to put their money back in because they're like, no, 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 we don't trust you anymore. <laughs> yeah, you you did bad things in the past, right? Yeah. If you can calm them for as long as possible, it makes it a lot easier to just keep their money in the market as long as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, and, and so I hate to say it, but um, Kathy Wood, mm-hmm. who, uh, as you know, I, I'm not a fan of, of Kathy's style. I'm not either. Yeah. Um, she, she, I don't know, she's a little bit too... Bullish all the time. Uh, something. Yeah, she, she went, she, her fund something. went all the way to $170, $180, and now mm-hmm. it's at like 12 
Yeah. It, it's it's down. literally 90% <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> well, because the only thing she's got in her fund are these, are, are, is the NASDAQ funds, and some of those were more obscure. But when, so, you, when you look at that, her fund, which is basically tech things, and mm-hmm. the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ is down 35%. Sure. It's not down 90%. No. But the S&P is only down 22-ish percent. Yeah. So you're doing a little better there. Well, and, and so the problem there is, is that people get into funds because they think, well, of course, it's protected. It's diversified enough to be protected, mm-hmm. except for when it's not. Yeah. So here, Kathy Wood has you know a, a bunch of different stocks, but all in the same general area and and things that when the market falls, they go down really fast. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of... It, it's diversified, I suppose, in, in the idea that um, if one company goes down, not the whole fund, you know. Goes is, down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't lose everything. Just 90%. But of it. it's not very diversified in the idea that, hey, the NASDAQ is only down 30. Yeah. How are you I mean, down 90? On. Yeah, you're down 90. <laughs> right. So at any rate, but Kathy Wood got it right. She was talking to investing.com and she said, you know, the United States... Most of the people in the United States have never seen a bear market like this because of the Fed, because of the decisions that the Fed has has been making, mm-hmm. right? And of course, the the Federal Reserve has been make has in the past every single time the Fed has come in to the rescue of a bear market mm-hmm. and just pushed it back up. And for you know since the year two thousand, that's all we've seen. Fed yeah. come to the, comes to the rescue and pushes everything up. And so the bear markets don't last as long as they really otherwise would. Mm-hmm. This is the first bear market that we've seen since the 70s where the Fed is just going to say, no, we're going to let the markets do what the markets are going to do. And we're going to keep uh, you know plowing ahead and throwing interest rates up. We are not going to be accommodating to the market. And guess what? Even when inflation starts slowing down, they are not going to accommodate the market. Mm-hmm. We made that, uh, we made that uh, I don't know, mistake back in the 70s. And so we had 10 years of inflation. They're trying to knock it down in a couple of years. Yeah, and that's exactly why Jerome Powell said what he said, where he's like, hey, I would rather overcorrect than undercorrect because he doesn't want that 10-year period of time of yeah. inflation that he can't control. Right. You know, But still, we're going to have those voices out there, and you're going to see it in the news if you're still reading the news. <laughs> okay. Um, you're going to see it in the news that they've got uh, these these analysts mm-hmm. that are going to try and prognosticate the future and what the the Fed is going to do. And therefore, you should get in now because we're certainly at the bottom, which is what they've been saying. Okay, that, you know... Uh, but they said it at 5%, they said it at 10%, they, they said it at 20%. Yeah. So it's like really, if but you just you know, keep... Yeah, to be fair, it makes more sense now. I don't know if you know this. I, I recently looked at uh, the history of Halloween, and I was shocked to see some of the old traditions, right? <laughs> so in the, in the uh, Celtic, um, Halloween was really, I don't know, based around Celtic traditions. Okay. All right. And they believed that on, that, I don't know, on November 1st, October 31st, November 1st, that was when the spirits of the dead were allowed to cross over. And so the spirit world was a little bit closer on those days. Mm-hmm. And so one of their traditions was they believed that if the spirit world was a little bit closer, then that was the time where the spirits could talk to them and they could tell the future. And so they would sit around and everybody would tell each other 
the future that they saw for them over the next year. Hmm. Yeah, they, they would prognosticate the future. And, and here in the Halloween era, I guess we see the same. Just in the finances, you know? <laughs> now, they were dead wrong back then. They're still dead wrong today, right? <laughs> Especially if they're saying the Fed is going to be accommodating in the future. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> no, and they've made that very clear, so. Yeah. Um, okay, when we get back, um, I want to talk about, uh, you know, what to do as we prepare. We've still got some time, but eventually it is going to bottom out. Mm-hmm. That's going to represent the the biggest um, wealth opportunity, wealth growing opportunity for most people in a generation. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do pre- to prepare for it? Let's talk about that when we get back. In the meantime, we've got to go to uh, some commercials. During the commercials, you can either listen to them or you can give us a call and get into one of our classes. We always offer the same two classes. Okay, one is a a free class. Um, what we talk about there is, is stocks, options, futures, Forex, uh, and how to use those for both wealth and income. All right. Now it's three hours. You're not going to walk out of there trading. All right. We also have an intensive three day trading and investing uh, workshop. Mm -hmm. That one is for people that are serious about starting their trading and investing journey. They are serious about, I'm going to start taking this into, to control. We've seen a lot of people that have decided to do that because, They've given up control to somebody else, and it's not working out very well for them, right? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so it's an intensive three-day um, workshop. We go through wealth. We go through uh, trading, um, how, to, how to use both the stock market and other markets in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful class. It's where you started out, Nigel. It is, yeah, three and a half years ago. Yep. And, uh, and look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> you're three and a half years older. Yeah, but great. at least doing well in your trading <laughs> investing. Right? Okay, at any rate, um, you know that's for the serious investor. If you want to get into that, uh, give us a call at eighty four forty eight Trader. That's eight four four eight eight seven twenty three thirty seven. Tell the operator, tell the pe- person that answers that you want the ninety nine dollar class. Okay, or you could get into the free class. Just tell the, just let the operator put you into a class. If you let the operator put you into a class, it's not going to be the $99 class, all right? You will be offered the same class at the end of the 99 or the end of the free class, but it'll be $299. Mm-hmm. So you get 66% off if you just call and get into that class, right? Or you could text us. Text dollar sign 99 to 25029. That's dollar sign 99 to 25029. If you want the free class, it's the word income to 25029. That's income to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 